Welcome to the next episode of the Coeo Conversations podcast. I'm your host, Justin Langford, and today I'm joined by Ben Edwards, and I'll ask Ben to introduce himself. Thanks, Justin. Uh, hi, everyone. Uh, my name's Ben Edwards, and I'm a data platform engineer here at Coeo. And do you mind telling the listeners um, how long you've been with Coeo, what your kind of career journey was, that, that type of thing, just so people can get to know you a bit, Ben? Yeah, sure. So I've been here at Coeo for the last two and a half years now. And before that, um, I started off in IT support uh, for another couple of years. And I started working with SQL Server mainly at the start. And that's when I decided to move to Coeo and I wanted to pursue a DBA role. So that's kind of my background. Um, Since then, as with the industry, things have changed quite a lot. So even though I'm still heavily SQL Server focused, we do now start to work on lots of different and new technologies. So one of those is the Power Platform, and that's what I'm here to talk about today. So Ben, just to help the listeners get to know you a bit better, can you tell us a bit more about your role on a day-to-day basis at Coeo? Yeah, sure. So within the support team, uh, we manage a number of environments for our customers, and we we manage and maintain those to ensure that they are available and working as optimally as possible. We have a quite a varied array of customers. So some are fairly technical and and users as burst capacity to their own teams. But then we've also got the flip side. So we've got customers that are completely happy for us to run and to be their DBA team. And it's nice as well that we have a varied range of industries that we look after. So even though we we manage SQL Server as a product, uh, we also work with so many different customers using the same product in lots of different ways. Great, sounds good. And we're here to talk about Power Apps today. Before we get into the kind of more technical and the specifics of it, what are the main kind of pain points or use case scenarios that you see Power Apps addressing and solving? Yeah, so I think with with Power Apps, it's a great way for people who aren't necessarily developers or come from a development background to start working on that style of application so they can start building out an application quickly. And the fact that they understand the business logic and and how that works, Power Apps allows them to use that knowledge to start building products that they can start to share internally and, and deliver value. So I think mainly Power Apps is a great way for people to automate tasks that come back frequently. So things like automated kind of you want to automate these kind of menial tasks that someone has to do every month or things that are paper based, for example, I see a good example of where you have forms uh, that people fill in. I think they're all great ways for Power Apps to be introduced and to start bringing these things uh, digitally uh, into the business. So sort of repetitive or um, data entry type tasks, I guess, would you would you classify that as? Yeah, I think so. I think that's a, it's a great way to use it. I think Power Apps gives you a really nice way of, of validating information very quickly. And thinking about the benefits, so you know, if if an organisation had a um, had a, a manual or repetitive process or a data entry process, what sort of benefits would would Power Apps bring to them? It's great with Power Apps in the fact that you can build out a common interface which people can use. So it means that every time people use the app and, and enter data, it's going to be in a standardised way. 
and it means that it's going to be much easier to process further down the line. So you're not going to have the issues that you would traditionally have with other forms of data entry. So, so you're thinking around validation that the data that's being captured meets some rules. So, so you could, so you don't have to do the cleanup downstream. You can basically do the validation at the point of entry. Yeah, exactly. You can give users instant feedback on what they need to change, or right. You can make sure that everything is valid before it it goes any further than the app. Um, but I think it's also great for things where you've got processes that you need to start combining data together. Um, we've seen that a few times with customers where, you know, it's it's someone's job to combine, say, lots of different spreadsheets of information from different offices together. And things like that are really time consuming and have to be done all the, you know, each month. So by using a power app, you know, you can distribute that out across the business and all of the information is then going to be centralized um, for, for later use. Sounds good. And Microsoft talk about this as being sort of a low code or no code solution. And, and you kind of described it as being an end user facing tool and an and end user platform. But what are the limits? Are, are there anywhere that we shouldn't use Power Apps? Yeah, I think there's still valid use cases for obviously you can still make custom apps and, and they still have their place. But the fact that Power Apps are load, low code, I, I definitely wouldn't say no code because the coding that you're able to do in Power Apps is still there. So you have effectively formulas um, which is quite similar to Excel, really, to include logic. But the entry barrier is really low. So, you know, users who are familiar with Excel or familiar with PowerPoint, there's not a whole lot of learning involved. And, and the learning curve is, is really shallow just to start on Power Apps. Great, that sounds good. Um, so, if someone is kind of ticking all the boxes of the um, of the the story that you've just described, which is that they've got a manual or repetitive process, or they've got a data entry requirement, and it's not too sophisticated, so you know it doesn't uh, pass that threshold whereby it needs a custom app. Um, so they're kind of in the sweet spot for Power Apps of you know a non-trivial, but certainly a not overly complex requirement. How would you recommend they get started on, on their journey and, and building their first power app? Yeah, that's a good question. So I think, like you said there, you, you need to try and keep the scope narrow of what you're trying to do with the power app. It can be quite easy to to think that now you can you can build your own app and you can develop that in the same fashion as custom apps. But really with with power apps, the the ideal sweet spot there is to keep keep it narrow and try and just focus on one specific process you want to you want to automate or you want to make it you know optimize and yeah just because you can make a power app really complicated and, and trying to do everything that a custom app can do i wouldn't say that it, that's necessarily recommended um, especially if you're just starting off um, i would also recommend as well that you understand the data that you're going to be using in the app before you get started you need to understand that where that data's come from and how it's been input in the past. So obviously you don't want any surprises when you come to start adding that into the app and, and understanding the logic and things. So I would recommend that that is a prerequisite before making these power apps is that you, you understand the data and are happy with its format. 
the devil's in the details and, and these projects are no exception, are they? So, you know, discovering and learning things about the business rules and the, and the data in flight with building a power app sounds like um, a, a kind of recipe for disaster or, or making life harder for yourselves, at least. Yeah, yeah exactly. So that sounds really good. I know that you've recently um, completed a project for a customer and they were really happy with the outcome. Do you want to just tell us a little bit about that kind of journey and, and where was the customer when we, when we met them? What, what were the pain points that they had and the, and the challenges that they faced? Yeah, sure. So recently I've just completed a project with the AA, who are a motoring association in the UK. We have initially we met up with the AA um, a little bit earlier on this year. And at the time it was within the finance department. They were every month they needed to maintain and manage financial values that would to be reported back to the finance team. So this is to manage IT contract spend. They want to understand how they are against budgets that were set earlier on in the year and how that will affect them as they as they start to, to go through the year, you know, whether they need to make adjustments or not. But the problem is with that is that with such a large organization as the AA, there's lots of different contracts that they need to manage. They needed to input lots of information, and this is all within to, into Excel. So it's an Excel-based solution that they were using. And from that, each month, someone would need to take all those values and create a report manually to then present that back to the board. Wow, so that must have been quite time consuming for, for the department, the finance department to kind of manage the contracts that they'd signed, the forecast of what they expected to spend on their suppliers and then what they actually did spend. So I can see why that would have been a problem in a in an organisation with lots of contracts, lots of suppliers and many moving parts. So what what was the solution? It was a power app that, that you built and delivered for them, was it? Yeah, that's right. So we did a couple of workshops with them originally just to show the kind of value of power apps and how that could be implemented and just to show them what's possible really with power apps and, and how validating information and doing data entry through an app would be much easier to maintain and use going forwards. So we started off with that and, and just showed them kind of the, the art of the possible. And from that, we then designed a solution that would use a power app for the financial entries. And then from that, it would save the information within an Azure SQL database. And using the database, we then created a group of Power BI reports, which are then maintained and refreshed automatically for the, for the board to view each month. Well, wow, so they've effectively got real-time reporting on top of the data that's collected and the quality of the data that's collected because of the validation that's put in place is um, is more reliable as well. Is that fair to say? Yeah, definitely. So I, I know that was one of the main pain points with the AA is that this this Excel solution obviously has, has been in for some time and as it's grown over time, it's become harder and harder to manage and it can be difficult to, to maintain. So the fact that there was a power app now, which is a lot simpler to use, it, it's going to be validating your input as you go along and it's going to be a lot more user friendly. It, it means that later down the line, we're going to start benefiting from an improved set of data coming through into the reporting layer. 
everything must get easier from a kind of slicing and dicing that data and analyzing this you know the forecast and budget versus actual spend so um that that's going to make life um a ton easier for for the whole finance team and were there any issues or challenges that you had to overcome in this project delivery yeah so i think as i kind of mentioned before with the you know the recommendations of, of someone getting started i think once you start to dive into the data and, and you, when you go to embark on a power apps project you need to make sure that you're you're really happy with with how things are so this solution has been in excel for a long time and without validation it can be quite easy to have invalid figures and and things that you need to check back and, and make sure that they are as you'd expect so I think that was something that we needed to address and, and something we worked on at the start was to make sure that the data set we imported in and, and started using with the Power App was as clean as possible. And then from that as well, uh, performance wise, we couldn't keep with an Excel workbook to run a Power App in, in such a large organization. So another step within this uh, piece of work was around designing the Azure SQL database and, and actually getting a relational model in place so that performance wise, the app would work as expected and you know under load um, once users started to to work through the app. So there was quite a lot of work involved in making the data that's sat in, in Excel form and pivoting that into a table and row structure. And I was going to ask, you know, if Power Apps are so good and so user friendly, why did the AA need to engage a specialist data analytics firm like Coeo to help them with this project? Yeah, so I think with Power Apps, it's it's definitely easy to get started with. It's definitely easy for anyone to start delivering value from an app really quickly. But I think the side that Coeo can really help with Power Apps is designing apps and the actual data model behind the app, which is going to provide the performance once you scale it. So data normalization is, is something that you know needed to take place here, and it's not necessarily part of learning Power Apps. It, it is from a different background so learning learning how to do that was was what you know needed needed to be done and it needed to be converted that's not something that an everyday even an advanced user in finance you know somebody that uses excel day in and out and you know maybe writes macros or or um vb embedded in excel it's it's not something that um that they're going to really know how to to develop a, a normalized data structure is it no exactly yeah um, and thinking about how you worked with the client, can you talk a little bit about the project approach and um, and kind of how you collaborated together to make sure that the project delivered the, the outcomes that the finance team needed? Yeah, sure. So again, as, as I spoke about a little earlier, we, we built out a sample app first and, and that was the kind of main starting point and, and to give the AA an idea of, of what, what would be possible. And it was a good way to start understanding you know what worked what didn't work what what did we need the requirements of the app to be and the way that we worked is we we completed the solution over two sprints and through that time we delivered the power app in incremental steps so each day we went back and discussed as a group kind of again what didn't work what worked and you know anything that needed to be changed so it was nice to be able to frequently check in um, and make sure that 
we're all on the right track and, and everything's being included as as expected. And I guess one of the things with uh, with non-technical users or people that may not know or be able to anticipate how to describe their requirements is that that iterative approach really helps them. Yeah, definitely. So it was it was a great way of the AA being able to tell us what they wanted to see and, and how they wanted to, to work with the app in the future and then how we could then translate that into into the model and start to develop that for them. Sounds great. So let me just recap. The project required a data entry and data validation. It required visualization and um, and some reporting layer across it. Um, you built it with uh, with Power Apps and Power BI using a, an iterative and incremental model, delivering it to the client daily so that they saw progress and they could uh, provide additional requirements and feedback on the development process and make sure that it met their requirements. Is that a fair summary? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. So what was the outcome? Are they happy? Yeah, so I mean, this was a, a great success, really. Um, I, I know this was um, something once once we kind of got to the reviews and, and once we we showed the, you know, the working product and once it was all complete, it was you could see kind of how beneficial this would be once once you'd understood the existing solution, how much quicker it would be to input the same information. Um, I think that was a great benefit of, of how, you know, how this could be used and how it's going to save time and, and make things a lot easier to work with in the future. Brilliant. That sounds really good. And and actually, as you described that, I, I know that we've worked on a number of these types of projects with um, with Power Apps, but um, you know, the, the more and more analytics and, and reporting projects we do, the more frequently we see uh, data validation and, and data consistency challenges in, in the reporting layer. So taking it back and um, thinking about finance in particular, these types of projects and solutions could be applicable to lots and lots of organizations couldn't they oh yeah definitely i think you know the, the quicker that you can validate your data that you're collecting uh, you know the further upstream you catch it the better that your reporting layer is going to be and how much insight you can actually derive from that information and what do you see the future of this type of solution and, and, and power apps in general how do you see that that developing and evolving so I, I think there's lots of room for growth. I mean, Power Apps is only a few years old, but in, in that time, um, I saw a really interesting uh, talk about this at um, Microsoft Ignite. So Microsoft mentioned that 80% of the Fortune 500 companies are starting to use Power Apps now. And the number of users that Microsoft has seen has grown by over 250% in the last year. Wow. So there's, there's a huge demand for power apps and i think it's the fact that you're you're opening up effectively millions of new developers who you know haven't come from that background you know i myself haven't either but it means that now those people who understand the business and they understand what needs to be automated can actually start implementing that i think there's going to be a really bright future for power apps and like i say you know there's there's not a great learning curve for this so it's it's just going to build momentum kind of the longer and longer the product is out and the more it matures and um, we're going to see more and more of this being incorporated into modern solutions with data and analytics 
Great, that sounds awesome. Really exciting because I hope that this will be a bigger part of uh, customers' kind of I2 portfolio and, and application suite in the future. So thank you very much for sharing your experience and, and journey specifically with the AA projects, Ben. Uh, just before we close out, one of the things that we've been asking each of the guests on the Career Conversation podcast is to recommend a tool or resource that they've particularly found useful and that they think might be helpful towards others. Is there something you can recommend that you think might be useful? Yeah, definitely. So Microsoft have put out some great tools and resources to get started with Power Apps. So, and I think the best way for you to actually review this information that they've put out is a, a blog post from the Power Platform team. So within that, they've curated a list of technical resources and video training that all that encompasses all of the Power Platform. And it's just a great place to get to get started and, and understanding Power Apps further. So I'm sure we can share that with the podcast. Awesome. That's great. Thanks very much for joining us this week, Ben, and um, looking forward to the next Power Apps podcast. Thank you. Brilliant. Thank you very much. <laughs>